Hey everyone, uh, welcome back to another exciting episode of Breaking the Ceiling where you meet the entrepreneurs who created legendary brands. And today we have a fantastic entrepreneur on board who has now become a legend in our country because he's the first one to open 140 restaurants, internet restaurants, in a matter of months. Right? He today runs seven different kitchens, 140 internet restaurants, multiple different brands, and he's none other than the founder and CEO of Ghost Kitchens, Karan Tanna. Karan, welcome to the show. I'm so glad that you're on Breaking the Ceiling with me. Hi, Ashwin. Uh, so glad to be on the show. Thank you for having me and uh, thank you for the introduction. Uh, it was very humbling. So I think your introduction, uh, you, you're somebody by then in the ecosystem who doesn't need much of an introduction. You're a well-known name, uh, you know, you're a celebrity already. You've already achieved so much uh, at, at such a young age, which is fantastic. So Karan, before we jump to Ghost Kitchens, I want to get to know you a little better. So tell me your story before you started Ghost Kitchen. Sure, Ashwin, I will uh, definitely love to uh, share it. And of course, uh, you know, it's, it's very kind of you to say the words that you said, but I think... Uh, uh, the industry is so dynamic and uh, at our age, uh, you know, uh, we can't really measure success. Uh, it is just the learnings that we have got and uh, every year on year, we have to keep performing you know, to kind of retain what we have learned and uh, keep on doing more. So uh, I think that's been uh, uh, the major learning in FNB. I mean, we'll come to learning later on. Uh, but uh, I think uh, to be humble uh, is very important. And uh, this comes from my roots. Uh, I was born in a very small town called Veraval in Gujarat, uh, in Somnath. And uh, then my parents moved to Ahmedabad when I was in 9th standard. And uh, I studied automobile engineering. And uh, after automobile engineering, I worked for General Motors India and uh, McKinsey and Company. Uh, post which uh, I took partnership in a company, QSR chain called Kachi King. Uh, in uh, Gujarat and they had they were the first one to modernize the retail of Dabeli which was a street food back then and we grew from 0 to 200 stores uh, in 3 years all through franchising cumulatively doing a GMV of upwards of 80 crores and uh, I took exit from that business I moved to uh, Mumbai to start Yellow Tie Hospitality uh, Yellow Tie was food and beverage franchise management company. So we signed a few international brands and FNB brands and we created our own brands and uh, grew to 120 stores uh, between around 10 brands uh, in 18 cities and cumulatively doing a GMV of uh, 60 crores plus. Uh, I stepped down as a CEO. We recruited a, a CEO for uh, operating the company full time. And then I started Ghost Kitchens and because we had so much of experience of uh, past, uh, uh, you know, eight years and opening 400 stores, uh, we could quickly scale up uh, uh, to zero to 18 stores in four cities uh, with, with uh, more than 150 internet restaurants uh, in nine months. So from May 2019 to March 2020, uh, as on today, uh, you know, we have four kitchens. We did consolidate uh, in and after pandemic. Uh, we decided to only have kitchens that have uh, more kitchen throughput and we have four kitchens that are doing cumulatively 30,000 plus orders which means average of uh, seven and a half thousand uh, orders uh, per month per kitchen uh, and uh, all of them are profitable and uh, you know the journey is very interesting because uh, no company including us have uh, established a proven model of uh, a profitable cloud kitchen company at a scale. So we are trying to achieve that and it's very challenging. There are a lot of learnings. It's a new business. Cloud Kitchen cannot be a 
business which you can uh, kind of pull back from the high street business and do the reverse calculations it's a new business new dna uh, new vertical it puts all the old timer restaurateurs and the new timer entrepreneurs on the same page uh, and uh, uh, you know neck to neck to fight uh, and uh, if if there is an entrepreneur who can adopt to the ways aggregator work adopt to the technology uh, he can take a pie of the business and uh, people who are not able to adopt uh, they keep on complaining and finding faults so we want to be the former and uh, try to come up with uh, a profitable scalable cloud kitchen company uh, i think we have just started and uh, excited i think that's a brilliant journey and i mean so much learning that you must have had over the last 8 years I, I, i'm smelling a book i don't know why i'm definitely smelling a book somewhere where whatever learnings you've had i think it deserves a book somewhere to be able to share this with the next generation entrepreneurs So, current, uh, tell me, what was the aha moment behind, uh, you know, Ghost Kitchens? What was the like? Why did you say that I stepped down from Yellow Tie and you know I'll start out Ghost Kitchen? What was that? What were you thinking at that? Well, uh, to be honest, there was no aha moment as such. Uh, I mean, it was uh, it was uh, a lot of repentant regret that I did not focus on. Uh, no, to be honest, I I did not focus on food delivery in Yellow Tie, and I thought I left behind. And uh, then uh, you know I started to realize that. Uh, if not now never if i start uh, you know running a company focused on retail and high street uh, but also try to take a pie of uh, food delivery it is not going to work out so i finally decided to uh, you know uh, uh, change the company start a new company with a new dna uh, with a thesis of uh, fresh unit level economics uh, and uh, uh, you know i i uh, the positive side was uh, that there are today also not uh, more then maybe two or three companies which are cloud kitchen or food delivery focused and doing a 100 crore plus turnover so there is still an opportunity this is not a winners takes it all market uh, it's a 4 billion food delivery market as we speak today growing uh, at a uh, high two digit cagr so there will be an opportunity for two three four five companies maybe 10 to be multi 100 crore companies so Uh, i realized that i was late and then i that's why i decided not to do this on site but do this full time fantastic i think that takes a lot of courage uh, you know to be able to leave something that is running right and uh, jump on to something completely new i think but that is already there in your dna right you you, you are a startup guy you love i am assuming you love that energy and the thrill of starting something from scratch you going i am one of those Like I can't, I can't never rest on my laurels, you know. Because you've done something good, I need to keep doing something newer yeah. and spend my time there. So I, I really appreciate that energy and enthusiasm that you have. No, so tell me the story behind the name Ghost Kitchen. Such an interesting name itself. The name itself, like you know. Like makes you like what? What did he say again? And you know, it's a it's a brilliant name. What is the story behind Ghost? Well, Ashwin, uh, you know, uh, our kitchens are virtual kitchens, cloud kitchens, dark kitchens, ghost kitchens, and uh, this was a term which was uh, used in uh, global markets a lot. Uh, we started using and adopting to cloud kitchens as a industry. Uh, so I thought that there was an opportunity of uh, using Ghost Kitchens as a company name in India, and uh, so that the company becomes uh, uh, representative of what we want to do. And uh, uh, you know, these kitchens are ghost, uh, and uh, they are internet restaurants. And uh, the DNA and the uh, vision of the company is to be an alternate kitchen to every Indian. So uh, you know, we want to be a digital kitchen to every Indian. If you uh, 
uh, get up one fine morning uh, i mean after 10 years they say that we are not going to have kitchens uh, i see that happening earlier so if you get up in the morning have a dosa in the afternoon maybe you eat a paratha uh in the evening you order chai and nashta and uh, in the night uh, maybe you order a biryani and if it's a saturday night uh, further late night you want to order a pizza i will hope that you order all of these from my different internet restaurants brand in that hyper local area so i become your virtual kitchen virtually right so uh, that's the idea and uh, that's why ghost kitchens that uh, you cannot see it but it's a digitized internet and uh, uh, that's what the world is today it's it's digitized fantastic so tell me of your the challenges that you faced when you started ghost kitchen sure i mean uh, you know uh, uh, when we are increasing the number of brands uh, the uh, training needs at the outlet increases uh, to understand the aggregator how they perform uh, in terms of their dynamic real estates banners that keep on changing um, uh, their funnel how it operates uh, in terms of uh, you know the visibility to menu conversions menu to cart conversions and cart to order conversions what are the levers affecting it and how does the how does one be seen up the ladder uh, uh, because of uh, algorithm of the aggregator and what parameters operational parameters like uh, user ratings to start with most important and then kitchen preparation time driver wait time uh, order edits uh, wrong item delivered so you know it's it's extremely technical and there is a lot of science in food delivery so to learn that uh, was a little challenging and uh, uh, we grew extremely fast uh, but uh, luckily uh, pandemic worked in our favor for this aspect uh, where we uh, had time to take those learnings of 9 months and then restart in a way that we focus on these metrics and make our model extremely customer acquisition cost light so these were the challenges and uh, you know indian consumer including me uh, we are very dynamic uh, uh we are very chanchal uh, we like exploring new things uh, we get pissed off very easily by uh, you know something that is wrong because you know there are a lot of choices so uh, you know to cope up to that is very challenging and uh, i think uh, we as food entrepreneurs always will remain on our feet uh, throughout there is nothing called as autopilot in our business there is some or the other kind of uh, being on feet so i love the fact that you spoke about things like gmv spoke about you know abandoned cart ratios and many of the other things so what is your take on aggregators versus direct order because i know in the industry there are these two sides right people are either very pro or completely against where where do you sit on where do you sit on the side of this well i would say that i would like to sit on the side of uh, positivity and progress uh and that's about it it can come through aggregators or through direct ordering uh the people who usually are upset with aggregators are the people who are not able to grasp how aggregators are working are not able to understand and they are feeling this insecurity uh that what if uh, you know the new age entrepreneurs or what if people who have cracked it uh surpass us and that's why uh, you know they are making all the attempts to uh, uh, slow the change or uh, stop the change but uh, the change is inevitable uh, and you know you can't stop progress so uh, you know aggregators have are the one who have made it so convenient uh, for customers for restaurants to uh, 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 you know enable the entire cycle of food delivery that food delivery as 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 a name uh, has got a standing of industry because of them 
otherwise food delivery was also only a percentage of your sale until before 2 3 years right and now it's an industry there are co-working kitchens there are home chefs selling there are cloud kitchens uh, now there are high street companies uh, that are large companies uh, want to desperately take pie of this uh, they are coming up with new brands every 2 weeks 3 weeks uh, so uh you know you need to accept that this change has happened only because of aggregators and uh, they have helped us to mitigate a big threat i mean consumers would want convenience consumers would want choices uh, everyone's lives are getting busier uh, everyone is getting more stressed so if not us uh, the ready to eat market would have taken over our business of restaurateurs so thanks to uh, aggregators who helped us mitigate that threat thanks to aggregators who helped uh, us to uh, make this process so convenient and uh, uh, order direct uh, guys who are coming in the market are great guys so restaurants can leverage both of them depending on uh, uh, you know whatever is convenient to them but uh, it's very unfair to compare the 20% of aggregator to the 3% of uh, uh, direct ordering because in 20% aggregator does a lot of thing So if you really sit down and do the maths uh, on on per order level, uh, and considering that the customer experience has to be apple to apple, uh, then maybe you end up spending more uh, in in direct ordering, and the chance of customer being dissatisfied because of unbundled service. Rider को यार है third party का आप उसका wait कर रहे हो आने को वो pizza कैसे लेके जा रहा है when customer receives something wrong or less. who does he catch hold of a restaurant picks up the phone he blames the rider rider doesn't pick up the phone so you know uh, it's it's very risky and uh, in on demand delivery where we are used to 30 minutes here free uh, we can't compete with the kind of uh, bundled experience that zomato and swiggy are giving us and they've spent spent millions of dollars and lot of years on it so it's unfair to compare both uh, hands down aggregators is are much more convenient now uh, there are certain things where aggregators can help us more uh, by by giving let's say consumer data in a way uh, that their apprehension of breach of privacy of consumers is protected so that the entire hospitality cycle gets completed i mean everything said and done we are still in hospitality business if restaurants can interact with consumers the retention will improve the dissatisfied customers will have a way to communicate to us and we will have a chance to retain them so similarly there are lot of things where aggregators can improve but that's with every personal and business relationship right ashwin i mean uh, uh, you can't crave about it i mean when someone is done something to uplift the entire industry and make a new industry you need to be smart uh, you need to be dynamic and you need to be open minded uh, to accept it and then bring about a change so definitely i am on the side of progress uh, i am on the side of uh, optimism and uh, i am uh, i am real and uh, i would uh, like to use a mix of uh, aggregator and direct ordering wherever whatever makes sense i hope that answers it so i'm i'm very glad to hear that because many people who i talk to one on one you know they're very angry with it maybe as you correctly said it they either haven't figured out the secret sauce or uh, they're probably worried other people are going to know steal their pie but what aggregators have done is they made the discovery process so easy and also i would like to share a small thing ashwin you know you are a businessman uh, i am a businessman everyone is a entrepreneur so agar partnership mein nahi jamta hai then why do we work together you know so it's as simple as that uh, if if one is not comfortable with direct order one is not comfortable with zomato one is not comfortable with swiggy then we can we have a choice of stop working with them right if we think that we have a better option 
uh, if we think that we don't have a better option, which means that is the best option. So if something is best, uh, why to crib about it? Uh, secondly, leave aside, uh, uh, you know, people complaining about it. Uh, people who complain many a times do a lot of ads and give this company's revenue. People who complain about this company's uh, giving a lot of discounts, they themselves enroll in 50-60% discounts on, on this, uh, uh, you know, aggregators. So, uh, I, I speak on my behalf uh, that, uh, you know, I wouldn't like to be, be uh, endorsing hypocrisy where I, uh, you know, kind of uh, speak uh, ill about uh, someone on whose uh, platform I am building my business. Uh, on on whom I am giving discounts and uh, uh, rather to accept it and learn other innovative ways on how to fit into your unit level economic model. I'm, I'm very glad to hear that optimism you know, coming out from you because they are going to solve a very big issue. I think two issues. One is convenience and second is discovery. Right? Because when you launch a new restaurant, nobody would know about it till somebody walked by or you have to pamphlet tens of thousands of people. Today, you can get discovered the next day or the same day you launch, you can actually show up on people's menus. Right? So I'm, I'm loving the fact that you're really optimistic about this. So uh, Karan, tell me about the proud moment you've had uh, in the journey of Ghost Kitchen. Uh, I would say, Ashwin, that, uh, you know, uh, on the hindsight, uh, uh, when, when we decided to consolidate the operation during pandemic, our investors, our stakeholders were asking us question that why to shrink uh, when, you know, we have money in the bank, etc. But on the hindsight, I am very proud that uh, we stuck to that decision uh, because, uh, uh, you know, in July, we opened with only two kitchens. So from last July to this July, uh, it, it took uh, one year for us to prove, but we have reached uh, or crossed uh, pre-COVID revenue with only four kitchens versus 18 kitchens. So I think uh, some tough decisions that you make on the back of uh, your conviction as well as uh, maths and logic, if that comes out to be true, uh, you feel really proud. Uh, so uh, I think that is one moment uh, which, which uh, will always motivate me to start uh, analyzing more and then putting the analysis to test. That is just awesome to hear. So, uh, Karan, I know that you have been doing a lot with young food entrepreneurs where you're kind of incubating them, advising them. Can you tell us a little bit more about that side of... Yeah, sure. I mean, uh, Ashwin, uh, you know, uh, I, along with uh, uh, a few of my colleagues uh, in industry and blessings of seniors from the industry, uh, we founded NRA Youth Committee uh, to help young entrepreneurs take proactive measures. I was the head of NRA Youth Committee for one year. Uh, then I handed over the baton to uh, the uh, successors. So uh, we have always tried uh, to help uh, our uh, uh, industry colleagues uh, in whatever small way we can. Uh, I mean, we ourselves need a lot of help uh, even now, right? Uh, we have a lot of uh, learnings uh, uh, to, to, to achieve, but you know, we can at least tell them that what not to do and what we did and we failed uh, so they can at least avoid making those mistakes so i think uh, everyone has their own way of uh, uh, you know feeling satisfied of making a larger impact beyond their company i think uh, i get that kick by uh, talking to my colleagues in the industry uh, those who have just started out learning from them because uh, you know i don't want to become irrelevant and it's very easy to become irrelevant uh, uh, in this industry and then start putting blame on uh, aggregators uh, but I don't want to uh, uh, become irrelevant so when I talk to this uh, new entrepreneurs uh, the way they think I mean you know yesterday I was talking to someone uh, they have they have started a cloud kitchen only to cater to 
you know binging time so when you watch netflix uh, uh, the kind of products you might need like popcorns or uh, fried chicken or uh, so on and so forth so you know they think in these lines which also uh, educates me a lot and uh, i can tell them that uh, you know what are the constraints that they might face uh, to scale what are the constraints uh, they might face to be profitable and then i also tell them that they should choose to take my feedback uh, only by putting it to test because every scenario is different so uh, in this regard we had an incubation uh, uh, focus in yellow tie where we had incubated two companies we grew them and then we took an exit uh, and ended ended it back to promoters uh in in uh, uh through ghost kitchens it's not an incubation but it's a partnership with goila butter chicken uh, uh, you know everyone knows sharansh everyone loves uh, sharansh and vivek who are the co-founders everyone loves the products so they are good friends and uh, they they thought that there was some value uh, of uh, you know brainstorming with me uh, and uh, maybe if i could add a, a little bit of ingredient of scalability in their uh, you know beautiful product so it's it's art meets science uh, where they already have a art and maybe i could help them a bit to scale up and uh, as a team uh, in last one year we have doubled our number of stores uh, we are in uh, pune bangalore and we opened uh, two stores in london as well so uh, you know uh, this these little things we do and uh, learn and put our uh, learnings to test and uh, try to inclusively grow that is just amazing to hear uh, what i've learned so I, i've been a uh, mentor to many people many companies many startups my own uh, and in the outside what i've seen is when i am trying to teach somebody something i am learning so much in process right like i've just recently started a blog where i'm penning down thoughts to share it's helping me craft my own thoughts in such a better way when i'm sharing something with people it forces you to you know put it in oh, the model and, uh, which allows you to understand it with uh, the gen z because uh, if you tell them something they will argue that nahi but hamare wahan to aisa hi hota hai and then uh, it will give you food for thought that no am i wrong why is he so convinced about it and many a times you are wrong i mean you see them succeed and then you so i think uh, the way things are changing the way thinkings are changing uh, my selfish and wasted interest is to learn from them for sure there is no doubt so that is that is an amazing way of giving back as well as getting something in the process right so when you went across the board uh, can't tell me about uh, so you've been in the cloud kitchen space you know you're the go to guy for cloud kitchen there are various models in cloud kitchen can you shed some light on or the different kind of models in cloud yeah kitchen. it's very interesting i mean it's been only 3 years old and uh, we have so many models uh, so one is operators like rebel foods uh, that's the epitome of uh, cloud kitchen operator jo apni brand banate hai aur khud outlets lease karke grow karte hai the second set uh, is is people who are into co-working kitchens model uh, uh, rebel has also started to uh, you know uh, kind of give that platform to few brands uh, where they lease out the space in their kitchens but there are players uh, other players in market uh, who do the co-working kitchen where they make entire kitchen set and they lease out uh, the kitchen premises so it's uh, the, the entry barrier in fnb further comes down because you have a ready plug and play kitchen uh the third uh, uh, kind of business is 
uh, operators who are operators of other brands you know there is a global company which just raised uh, a few hundred million dollars called kitopi um, so uh, you know kitopi don't operate their own brands uh, we have a good company by by very good founders uh, in uh, bombay called kitchens with a y k y t c h e n s who do such a play uh, so uh, you know these are the few uh, different business models and lot of ancillary models small small models like ex zomato and swiggy folks starting their consulting firm to help you understand uh, how how aggregators really work what is funnel what is algorithm uh, have started to come up so it's so interesting that it has mobilized uh, fresh minds in the market and brought so much of youth energy uh that that it's it's uh, it's it's going to stir the industry in next 2 3 years and uh, uh, we will see the entire new breed of uh, restaurateurs i mean i just wrote uh, a linkedin post today morning where i i told that the next breed of restaurateurs will be called internet restaurateurs or fondly i restaurateurs so i think we will see a lot of those coming now i mean if you see companies like chaios boxit rebel uh, uh, you know wow momos so they have greatly adopted this uh, partnerships with aggregators and grown to valuations uh, much uh, larger than companies which are even two decades old and which are having global marquee investors uh, as stakeholders so i think uh, it's it's uh, changing immensely there are a lot of business models erupting uh, but uh, it's too risky right now uh, because uh, you know one needs to be very cautious and understand the economics and uh, uh, you know choose to start a business uh in the entire ecosystem which can end of the day add value to the that 100 percentage uh because you know 100 percentage only is only that much uh so it needs to be very uh, wisely divided so it's making uh, with so many different cloud kitchens concepts coming up it's making people uh, it's it's easier to start a restaurant like internet restaurant right people can start it in matter of weeks it's no longer months or years that you would need to start off right it's a matter of weeks that you can start off something new right so it's brought down that time to start the initial the large capex which is required i think that has also been grossly reduced making ashwin you know it the best uh, that people are starting restaurants uh, from home right so uh, there is absolutely no entry barrier uh, per se uh, because listing on zomato swiggy is free uh, you have home already uh, you started from home so i think it's a big big uh, uh threat to larger companies uh but that's the fun i mean uh, you innovate your unit level economic model you innovate your product in a way that you try to shield it uh, to all of these uh, you know issues and then uh, that builds a strong foundation to make a large corporation so it's very exciting and uh, i really really endorse uh, the breaking of entry barrier in uh, the industry and uh, i don't actually uh, uh, support when there is when there are talks about uh, making stricter norms for home chefs or stri- street food vendors and not having them on platforms of course there needs to be some kind of parity uh, so that uh, you know people like us who pay taxes pay gst buy licenses uh, are not penalized uh, but uh, i think uh, uh, the lesser the entry barrier uh, is makes the industry much more interesting and exciting that is really that's 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 fantastic news for a lot of upcoming entrepreneurs so today afternoon itself i spoke to an old uh, client of mine uh, she operates from her home making breads and things uh, we were just discussing numbers right and people are with me they sometimes open numbers she's doing upwards of a crore and a half 
of revenue working from home. Like I was like blown away. I'm like, holy crap, that's awesome. Right. And she said, well, I'm introducing this kind of thing. I'm also doing that. I'm also doing this. It's going on e-commerce. It's going on oh, here I mean, and there. Uh, it's so I, exciting. I was, and as a user, you know, now we can, we can order from uh, someone who is uh, specialized in Basque cheesecakes. Uh, now we can get the best sardo, best sea batter. Uh, you know, it's insane. We can get best home ancient ice cream. Uh, so, uh, you know, it has opened up doors. Uh, it has, it has, uh, it has led to a lot of innovations. Uh, it has uh, benefited consumers and it will keep uh, the serious, uh, uh, you know, industry players like us uh, on toes. Uh, and we should be kept on toes. Uh, and then, you know, uh, and that's the fun. Whosoever can, uh, you know, tweak themselves and be open uh, uh, will will win the game. So it's very exciting. Look, I think that the next game is going to be innovation. Who can innovate faster, deliver consistent product, and you know, while delivering a consistent experience, also create new product lines, new experiences. Which yeah, brings yeah, me to yeah. my next question: what, what what is upcoming? Is there any new thing that you're working on that you can share the open the open forum that something coming up anytime soon? Is there anything new? Well, uh, Ashwin, to be honest, uh, you know, uh, nothing exciting that I can share. Uh, but, uh, but uh, you know, uh, one of the investors on the cap table that we have is uh, Mr. Rana Dagubati, uh, who is a well-renowned uh, actor in, in South and Bollywood. Uh, so we might do something very quirky and interesting with him in food. Uh, and maybe we can extend uh, that kind of a relationship uh, further with other celebrities. So, uh, as of now, our focus is to uh, get the best optimized unit level economics, uh, wherein if you even put a 20-25 percentage risk factor, uh, it will still be profitable. And uh, we want to then scale in Mumbai and, uh, you know, put uh, innovation more in the cash flows and unit level economics so that that can be the moat uh, of our business and uh, give us an edge over others when we scale up. I'm so glad to hear you speaking about things like unit economics and you know, things like that because I think that sometimes is missing that level of you know the financial understanding of your deliverable. People who miss out on that, I think, miss the boat completely, right? And those are the people who find it difficult to make this work because they're not able to understand the numbers behind the game. So I'm very glad that you're on top of it. Which brings me to my next question: What is the one superpower that you have that other people may know about or not know about? I think uh, I think uh, we are all normal human beings, right? Uh, so I think everyone uh, has a superpower, uh, but maybe I have unleashed some of mine. Someone has not unleashed uh, some of his or hers. Uh, but I think uh, the biggest uh, strength I would say that I have is uh, optimism, uh, progression, and uh, uh, and finding a way out. You know. Uh, we might call it a jugad or we might call it uh, uh, you know uh, uh, not saying a no or never say never uh, but uh, we have to find a way out there is no alternate so that comes very naturally to me i don't have to tell myself that oh i am in this trouble and i need to find a way out uh, the optimism progression and uh, uh, finding a way out or never say never comes naturally to me and i think uh, i am blessed to have it and i would uh, i am scared of losing it I'm glad, so glad to hear that. So tell me a little bit about your work-life balance, right? You're doing so many different things. You're mentoring people, you're growing your own businesses and you're 
working on a few other projects. So how is your work life balance look like? uh honestly ashwin i don't have a very uh, uh, you know friendly opinion on work life balance i mean i tend to uh, uh, argue that uh, uh, you know if someone is arguing with me that uh, you worked 16 hours a day or 18 hours a day uh, i uh, you know watched netflix or i went out for 3 hours a day so i told that you had fun 3 hours of day i had fun 18 hours a day so i have a better work life balance uh, so uh i think uh, work life balance uh, is also uh, a state of mind uh, and uh, it is uh, what you expect and what you get so uh, if if my work life balance is uh, revolving around work and i am happy with it uh, my work life balance is sorted you know it's it's very simple we with this jargon and uh, big words uh, we we uh, make it difficult for ourselves but uh, i think uh, if someone is comfortable uh working 10 hours a day and uh, going out 3 hours a day and if they can achieve it it's it's good so i am very happy with my work life balance i uh, uh do uh, and pursue uh, my uh, uh, likings and hobbies uh, which is mainly sleeping uh, whenever i get time uh, but otherwise uh, i am very happy with my uh, work life balance that is that is fantastic to you so that reminds me of a quote which says if you love the work you do you never work a single hour in your life right so and i think as an entrepreneur if your passion is to learn new things right you are learning every day work for you is just another form of learning so you are actually enjoying that entire process right so that, that i resonate with that thought so much so i work 14 hour days sometimes in 16 hour days so when people look at my schedule and it's literally like in 30 minute blocks right starting at 9 and sometimes ending at 9 10 11 o'clock at night and people are like why are you working so hard and you know don't you have this and that i'm like but i enjoy the process i enjoy every single thing i do i look forward to it because every single interaction every single meeting every single thing i work on actually teaches me something new and that is what i enjoy the most so on sunday you will see me on my laptop learning something new like learning a new language uh, the two weeks ago i was learning video editing just as a hobby three weeks ago i was learning how to use how to draw right so idea is uh, as long as you're enjoying your life i think your work life balance i think you said it uh, you know perfectly so tell me about a little uh, tell me a little bit about uh, the role of mentors in your life do you have mentors in your life and how they kind of shaped it no of course i mean you know uh, uh, mentorship as a structured format i learned when i was with mckinsey uh but uh, you know everyone has mentors uh, in their lives uh it could be uh a uh, people who you go to to ask something or even it could be uh, idols uh, like uh, in my life dhirubhai ambani so he is a mentor of sorts because uh, uh, you know uh, when i read about him and uh, when i read about uh, the kind of business uh, 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 you know foundations that he had uh i learn from it so uh, you know mentors can be uh, something you read mentors can be something you follow or mentors could be real life mentors i do have real life mentors and uh, sometimes i realize that uh, there was this xyz fellow in my life who mentored me but i never uh, you know in that process in the hindsight i never thought of him as a mentor so i think uh, when we are open to learn uh, and when we are insecure uh, that we don't know much uh we will uh, start uh, finding a mentor in everyone some of them we will uh, reach out to for some specific thing 
देर आर पीपल इन माई लाइफ हु आई रीच आउट टू आस्क फॉर इन्वेस्टमेंट एडवाइस टू आस्क फॉर यू नो फूड रिलेटेड एडवाइस एंड वेरियस अदर एस्पेक्ट्स सो यू नो माई डैड इज अ मेंटर बिकॉज यू नो वेन वेन आई सी और सम चैलेंज और समथिंग इज नॉट मूविंग आई नेविगेट्स मी थ्रू डेट पर्सनल यू नो थिंकिंग प्रोसेस एंड हेंस मेंटर्स मी सो आई थिंक इफ पीपल आर इनसिक्योर अबाउट देम नॉट नोइंग मेनी थिंग्स देन दे विल टेंड टू फाइंड मेंटर्स इन लॉट ऑफ थिंग्स and uh, then uh, we'll end up finding a couple of people who will label as mentors and go to them and which is which is uh, no harm i mean why not so uh, you know if i have to name a few uh, uh, i think i've never given uh, credibility or acknowledgement to my mentors and thanks to you for bringing this out i think mr nitin motwani of everstone capital uh, mr ashish saxena uh, uh, who was leading uh, uh, travis's kitchen plus business uh, Uh, you know these are a couple of mentors that come uh, top of my head who i uh, interact with uh, uh, every now and then but uh, besides them uh, there are many seniors uh, in the industry and many uh, friends in the industry who i look up to for advice and that is fantastic to hear because I, for me i have had till date eight different mentors for different different aspects of my life and who helped me tremendously avoid making mistakes because i feel that life is too short to make all the mistakes by yourself you can learn from somebody else's mistakes and you know people can uh, you know guide you through times so that you are not making all the mistakes by yourself of course you should make your own mistakes learn from them you don't need to make all the mistakes all over again right so, so uh, uh, towards the end of our uh, we are to, towards the end of our talk so i want to quickly jump into what does ghost kitchens look like five years from now what's your five year plan apa uh-huh. so uh, ashwin you know uh, again it might sound a little uh, uh, not so entrepreneur uh, uh, like like a stereotype answer uh, but uh, you know i have one vision in mind that uh, uh, we need to change uh, uh, and make a success story of scalability of food in india so young entrepreneurs uh, can dream of making their brand a mcdonalds and have a indian example to it currently we don't uh, you know we don't have a brand which has grown to 1000 2000 3000 stores in spite of such a huge captive audience so one i'll be very happy if i can make that impact uh, or i can enable that impact if not through my company someone else's uh, secondly uh, we we want to be kitchen to every indian uh, we want to be synonymous with uh, uh, you know your own kitchens uh, when you don't want to cook and uh, uh, you know we want to keep growing inclusively uh, uh, and uh, i usually don't look at a 5 or 10 year horizon uh, i have the impact uh, in my mind that i want to create uh, i always look at my business uh, quarter to quarter or uh, half yearly to half yearly because uh, agle quarter ka hi target pura nahi hoga to 10 saal baad ka kahan se hoga so i think uh, we we all know uh, the kind of impact we want to make and uh, we have broken it down in our minds and we know the immediate requirement and attention uh, so i i like to uh, close uh, my deliverables or uh, you know my checklist uh, for every quarter first and i am sure that if i keep on doing that uh, in uh, maybe uh, 20 quarters i'll uh, achieve uh, what i want to achieve in next 5 years So that's how I look at it. I absolutely love the way you kind of broke that down, saying, "Hey, yes, while it's important to have a five-year, ten-year plan, live quarter to quarter, uh, you know, at a time, so that you are able to get there." 
So my last question to you, Karan, uh, what advice, what is the one piece of advice you'd give uh, entrepreneur who's just starting out their journey in the food ecosystem? Well, uh, Ashwin, uh, I think, uh, you know, to give any advice and to bog them down, uh, following that advice could be a little detrimental. Uh, but uh, I would say that uh, if you are coming into the industry, uh, prepare yourself. It's, it's a tough ride. Uh, it's not as glamorous as it looks like everyone uh, in the industry would uh, advise you. Uh, you need to uh, keep trying, you need to be patient and uh, first and foremost it's food industry, you need to sell good food, uh, you need to enjoy uh, uh, selling your food to people and uh, seeing the happiness uh, on their uh, faces and uh, you know this is a business uh, uh, which where you will grow if you fall in love with them. I mean, if you become uh, uh, if you become an ashik uh, with food business, uh, it's a very addictive business. So if you don't feel the addiction in the first year or two, uh, maybe you are uh, you are in there for a stress and uh, might not sustain. So you know if if you have some kind of a craziness uh, developed, then sustain and uh, enjoy enjoy the journey and. Uh, Keep talking to people, uh, keep seeking advice. Uh, the industry is changing in a much dynamic way. Be open. There is no need to be exclusive or secretive about uh, what you are doing. Uh, be open, take feedbacks. Uh, nothing, no one is going to steal anything from you. Uh, it's all on execution. So I think execution is the key word over here. So I think, yeah, Ashwin, these are a few things uh, that they can keep in mind. Uh, uh, otherwise, advice-wise, I'm sure there are uh, seniors like you uh, who, are, who are available for advice. You just called me old in short. No, no, no. <laughs> no, no, no. But I, I, I appreciate that. Yeah. No, so uh, I love the fact that you said, hey, it's, everything finally comes down to execution, right? And all the companies that I have worked with, invested in, helped grow, I think that is the key word, which is execution. So ideas are dime a dozen, right? For example, like a Just Dial, there were 10 other phone companies which gave you, you know, information, but Just Dial executed that so well. Right? There are so many other companies that have tried to do something, but the company that is able to execute it properly, sustainably and grow, I think is the one who kind of succeeds at the end. Right. So yeah, yeah, thanks absolutely. a lot, Karan. I think that was an extremely insightful talk and all our you know, viewers will get so much insight from what you shared. And it was, uh, I, I repeat it one more time. Uh, thanks a lot for taking your time and, you know, coming and spending time and sharing all this with us. And uh, we would look forward to having you again on, on the show later on. Uh, hopefully, when uh, in a year or so, when I come back, it should be 300, 500 new restaurants have been started, international restaurants have been started. So I want to wish you the very best for Ghost Kitchens. And if there's anything I can ever do to be of service, please let me know. And we'll definitely be in touch. No, thank you very, very much, uh, Ashwin, for having me. It was my pleasure. And it's a great initiative uh, that you have taken. It really... Uh... Uh, you know, testifies uh, uh, something that you mentioned that you like learning new things. Uh, you know, there is no need for you to uh, spread the motivation to new entrepreneurs. Uh, but uh, you yourself have uh, broken the ceiling. That's very uh, aspirational. And uh, please keep up the good work and uh, really obliged uh, to be here. Thank you. So, hey, guys, uh, that was Karantana, uh, founder and CEO of Ghost Kitchens. If that was not aspirational, I don't know what is. I loved how he's grown. I loved how he's giving back to the community. And I love his enthusiasm and optimism. And I hope you guys take something away from that. We will see you on the next one. Thanks a lot and have a great day.